Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, you're buying, or you're designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. Today's topic is five reasons there aren't more affordable homes. Hi, I'm David Bellman, your host here of The Home Building Hero, president of Bellman Homes, and this is always a common question that's asked of me from the public, from realtors, and everybody in between. Why aren't there more affordable homes, especially affordable new homes? And there's a couple main reasons for it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit and explain why that is. So the first reason that there aren't a lot of affordable new homes is land scarcity. And what I mean by this is a couple things. So first, land is, is a limited resource. There's only so much of it. There's a finite amount. And of course, there are plenty of vacant farms all over the county, especially here in Wisconsin. As you start to drive north, you'll see lots of vacant pieces of land. But of course, most people want to live close to cities, amenities, shopping, and those kind of things. And there's some scarcity of good developable land because most of the really good, easy to develop land has already been used up. So that means we are working off of alternate sites. We are working off of what we would call B and C sites. So sites that have trees, wetlands, and those kind of things. And that makes it much more difficult to develop. And, and land is a precious resource. So um, land that's close to urban areas typically has different zoning. It might be zoned for commercial and it's going to have a higher price tag on it. So as we continue to use up the easier to build sites, we have to work off of these more difficult sites and that raises the cost. And of course, raising the cost is directly, um, you know, in, you know, in, in competition, really, it's in competition with the, you know, the, the whole idea of affordability. So you have to you know understand that that land scarcity is, is is a big deal. And that's one of the main reasons why you know there's not more affordable homes. The next reason why there's not more affordable new homes is regulation. Regulation is a huge culprit of affordability. And it happens at all sorts of levels. And a lot of times our not only are elected officials, they don't always understand the impact of some of the changes that they want to make. You know, a lot of times regulations are put in because of one incident. You know, the, the, whole, the old saying, one rotten apple spoils the bunch. Well, guess what? That That is a lot of times the case where you have, you know, a contractor that commits fraud. Not like every contractor does this, but you get one and also now you have some new rules in place. And those rules add time and and cost to the project. Or you have someone, you know, doing something to a site that, uh, you know, municipality doesn't like and they make a rule about it. And now it takes hundreds of sites in the area, potential sites, and maybe makes them undevelopable anymore. So there's a lot of times, you know, the lack of understanding that decisions have consequences and regulations add cost. Here in Wisconsin, the cost added to a home due to local, state, and federal regulation is $84,671. That's a lot of money. So if you take a home that in our market 
an affordable home would be, say, $250,000. And now all of a sudden you add $84,000 to the cost of the home, it is now no longer affordable. And this is what we face. And we have an issue with each level of government adding costs and regulations. So on a national level, you know, they look at, you know, um, flood issues and things like that. Um, You have federal bodies like OSHA and the DNR and the EPA and many of those groups adding all sorts of regulations. And a lot of these regulations are on the the land development side. And that's why you're seeing these super high lot costs. And that's that's a problem. That's something that we have to continue to work on and we continue to have to fight on if we want to have more affordable homes. The next reason there aren't more affordable homes, well, let, let, let's go into this a little bit more before I go on. So we talked about the federal issues, right? Let's talk about the state issues for a moment. So state issues, again, affect affordability and you have all sorts of different things that are going on in the legislature, different bills that get passed. And... Um, you know, a lot of times it's for safety, but new homes are as safe as they've ever been. They're as energy efficient as they've ever been. And so we have to watch those things. And then you have the local boards that are making regulations. And nowadays, this is probably the biggest problem out of anything is the local regulations. And, you know, you have municipalities bringing on new staff. And every time they have a new staff come in, they, they take a look at the regulations and they change and tweak them. And, hey, we do this here. Let's add this. Let's add that. And a lot of times, some of those things on the outset don't add uh, a direct cost. And so a lot of our elected officials go, does that add to the cost? No? Okay, great. We're going to do that. But there is a hidden cost on most of these things. Anytime you add time or you add extra people looking at something, that adds cost. It adds cost to the, the developer because the developer has to hold the land longer. The developer might have to hire another professional to fill out more forms or do a report and send that in. So while this seemingly um, innocuous regulation that somebody created may not look like it adds cost, it really does because time is a cost and time adds to the cost of a home and extra reports, professional documents and things that are needed adds more cost to the project. And these things add up and they add up quickly. And the other thing that happens with regulation is that typically a local regulation doesn't necessarily match up with a state regulation that doesn't match up with a national regulation. And then you have all these different government agencies that all get their chance and they all get their kick at the cat when you submit a project. And a lot of times what one body wants is different from another body and their regulations conflict. And so the poor developer is the one that's caught in the middle. They go to, let's say, the DNR and they get one answer. And then they go to a county government and they get, well, we need this. And if you make this particular change on the site, well, guess what, sir? Um, that, that conflicts with our local ordinance and that's not acceptable. So you're going to now have to do this. And all that's going on in the background is ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And I've got to hire an attorney to deal with this and draft a document. I need to have my engineer create, create a new report to fill this out and see if this works. And then I have to submit this and either there's a submittal fee and a review fee. Oh yeah. And that takes a month. And meanwhile, the price of construction continues to climb, materials continue to climb, and the affordability goes out the window. And no matter how many times I explain this to our elected officials and people, 
they never seem to fully understand it. Uh, I'd love to be able to to show people how long this takes and how many bills there are involved with this for people to really wake up and understand it. But regulation is really one of the reasons that there aren't more affordable homes. The third reason why there aren't more affordable homes is labor shortages. Now, of course, the pandemic has hit and people have lost their jobs. But a lot of those people that have lost their jobs, that let's say their office jobs or whatever, they're not going to be on a job site doing landscape work or installing a roof or doing plumbing. You can't just pick someone off the street and have them do that job. That is something that is learned over time. And those are a lot of skills that have to be developed, physical skills, um, you know, just the, the knowledge of how this goes together. And so labor is still a major issue. And our labor costs are higher than they've ever been for building a home. And that makes it very difficult to have affordable homes. That's why new homes cost more than existing homes. There's, of course, more reasons why a new home is valuable, but that is definitely one of the reasons why is labor shortages are are here and they're going to be here. And we've lost a big generation of kids that haven't you know, been exposed to the trades in schools because when the economy was bad um, several years ago, we took a lot of these vocational and the trade opportunities out of school. And so we have kids that have never been exposed to it and they don't know the the awesome income earning potential of these jobs and the fact that you can go in and and, and start one of these jobs right out of high school and be earning, you know, forty thousand dollars within maybe the first year and soon earning fifty, sixty thousand dollars while your counterparts that are in college are racking up hundred thousand dollars in debt. And that takes them years to overcome that if they can even get a job. So labor shortages are another big factor in why there are not more affordable new homes. Another reason, fourth reason, there are not more affordable new homes is material prices. And this pandemic has not helped at all. Uh, So material prices were rising uh, we had some tariff issues, of course, and things like that. But materials generally do rise. It's a commodity. So when the prices are higher, you know, guess what? Those prices get passed on to the consumer. But because of all the supply chain issues and the fact that a lot of places have been shut down, there's some places are open, some places are not, shipping and receiving of items is one of the most difficult things that we come across. So material prices are a huge factor in why there aren't more affordable new homes. Lumber costs this year have skyrocketed. They're the highest they've ever been uh, per board foot. And that is a scary thing. Um, the lumber mill shut down because they thought you know things were going to slow down. They didn't. More people started doing projects at home themselves and the home stores were busy. They've had, I've heard, a 26 to 30% increase in home store traffic during the pandemic. And they've been still buying material. And so now the price has shot up and the production has not caught up. So material prices are another major reason why there are not more affordable new homes. And the last reason is what we call expectations. This can be a couple different things. This can be the nimbyism, which we'll talk about in a second. This can be the perception that an affordable home brings in Riff raff. It brings in, 
you know, not the same type of people that we have in our subdivision. And we don't want that. We want everything to be the same. Well, we can't have everything the same. You can't all have 2,500 square foot houses as the only homes being built in an area. You need to have a mix of housing. You need to have, you know, all sorts of different types of homes. You need to have townhomes. You need to have single family homes. You need to have condominiums. Of course, you need to have apartments. And by the way, Sidebar, apartments are not homes. Apartments are rental units. Please, if you're elected official, stop calling apartments homes. They are rental units. Um, they are not affordable housing. They are rental units. Uh, it's a big thing that sticks in my craw, and that's one of the other challenges to affordable homes is that a lot of municipalities consider apartments affordable homes. It's affordable housing, maybe, but they're not homes. They are rentals. Affordable homes are homes that at least half the median income in an area can afford to buy. Okay, that's the key, afford to buy, not rent, buy. But one of the challenges with affordable homes and, and, and more affordable new homes is that a lot of times when there's a project that comes up, that has to go to a public hearing. Now, let's say you live in a subdivision of homes that are 2,400 square feet on average, and then you hear that there's going to be new homes being built that are 2,000 square feet. Paul, I don't want that. That's going to ruin my property values. They're going to put pack all these houses in here and they're going to bring in the riffraff. No, not the case. In fact, <laughs> these days, homes that are a couple hundred square feet smaller might still cost the same amount and sell for the same amount as these older homes nearby it because that's just the reality. That's the, the actual cost of it. So we shouldn't be limiting those sites. In fact, you know, there are some areas around the country that are successfully uh, legislatively mandating more affordable homes. Houston, for example, is a great example. They actually have maximum lot sizes. So they go the opposite route. They said, you know what? We are going to say that there's got to be a certain percentage of lots that are only 50 feet wide. And there, then there's uh, a, the next requirement that you can have a 60 foot wide lot and a 70 foot wide lot. And it's a very interesting concept because that automatically cuts down on the building pad size and says, hey, we want more homes that are smaller. And of course, if you make the home smaller, if you allow them to be put in a more dense area and, and add more density, you can drive the cost down. You can drive your land cost down. And that's one of the biggest factors in the price of a home. And so there are areas that are doing that and they're doing it well. But those are some of the main reasons why there are not more affordable homes on the market. And we have to start to have this paradigm shift. We have to start looking at how can we make this happen? How can we think creatively? And how can we all work together? Not only the private industry, but our elected officials and, and, and the local officials. And, and, and then even work with the people building the homes and the manufacturers of the product. How can we all work together to solve this issue? Because... There is a huge need for homes um, in the lower price point, and it's just not getting served by our market. And the cities that are proactive and the cities that are going ahead and trying to create solutions for this and allow for affordable homes are going to see a lot of growth. They're going to see population growth. They're going to see a lot of growth in their tax revenue, which will then drive down those taxes, drive down those fees. So development can be a good thing because it can add 
to your tax base and then ultimately lower the tax base for all the individuals involved. And we all need to work together to do that. So hopefully this creates a little bit of awareness. And if you enjoy the Home Building Hero podcast, please make sure you subscribe. Wherever you listen, just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified of all new episodes. Once again, I am David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Home Building Hero and we'll talk to you very soon.